Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment, visit our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You will find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now let's get started with today's exciting episode, Side Hustles. How many people do them these days? Lots. My own business originally started as a side hustle. I have worked with clients in my consulting business who, when they first came to me, were side hustlers, aside from a corporate job, and now have multi-million dollar businesses with multiple streams of revenue. Everybody starts somewhere, and the side hustle for many people is a great way to do it. Some folks also want the side hustle to remain a side hustle because they're happy with their job and they're doing it because they found a way to monetize their own brilliance and passion. Why not? Uh, also, with what it takes to prepare yourself for retirement these days, sometimes it's very nice to know that if you spend your entire paycheck, that's perfectly fine because you're doing this other thing and every cent of it is building your future or paying for your vacation or putting your kids through college or whatever it is. There are many, many reasons why people side hustle and why they build their online business after dark. In fact, that is the topic of today's episode. It's called Build Your Online Business After Dark dark. So we have with us today somebody who I've been looking forward to having on the show for a while. This is one of those ones where we've wanted to have them on the show and we've been working to find a time where our schedules meet because they're very busy. We love these types of folks. Her name is Janet Kafadar. And she is an online business coach who helps other coaches, entrepreneurs, and experts along their journey to building a sustainable, profitable online business. Janet is a busy mom of three kids under eight. Oh, that's busy. And she personally <laughs> experienced the frustration and overwhelm of feeling stuck in her own business. And today, she teaches coaches, and actually she coaches and teaches women building their online business empires after dark while working a day job, raising a family, and everything in between. And when you have three kids under eight, there's a lot in between. I used to be one of those kids <laughs> under eight. Her mission is to activate her clients to go after what they want by helping them to figure out their next insightful step. So Janet, the weather is great in here. Come on in. <laughs> thank you so much oh my goodness that intro i do love it oh thank you <laughs> very <I> much <laughs> and uh, and we and right now we have some listeners who are leaning in and they're binging the yahoo out of the googles about this janet kafadar that's spelled k-a-f-a-d-a-r you're welcome and looking up her website which is janetkafadar.com easy to find on any search engine and that's going to reveal a lot of great information but we want to do before we get into building our online business after dark and side hustling is jan if you could tell us a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. So, um, yeah, my journey was, it's been a colourful one, should I say. It started yeah. out originally with my son, um, who is now seven years old, when he was very, very teeny. I tried to start my first business whilst he was like three months old. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, and it, it, I actually got clients and I did well and that started out as a VA business. But I was trying to raise him and trying to work with clients in Canada, the UK, all over the place, and it was a complete hot mess. Anyway, that lasted for about six months until I you know, realized I couldn't do both, raise two, a baby and raise a small business at the same time. So then after leaving uh, that to the side, still on my maternity leave, decided I had to go back to work anyway. And whilst I was on that journey, whilst I was back at work, I said, God, I just can't do this. Like, I really do not want to be working for anyone else. I just, it just, you know, when you feel it inside of you, for me, yeah. it was quite, quite um, a strong reaction. I had lots of experiences where my son was sick and my, I had a daughter shortly after that as well, uh, fell sick and I had to go and take them, go and pick them up from daycare and got 
really quite snotty responses from um, my boss. And I just thought, oh, wait a minute. My child is sick. <laughs> I need to go and get them. Like, uh-huh. I need to be there for them. It's not about your report that's due tomorrow. It's about my babies. I need, need to be there for them. So that really kind of triggered me to figure out my path and what it was that I was doing. Anyway, it worked out that a lot of the work that I had been doing in my corporate days was all around um, learning and development, helping people create workshops, doing a lot of consulting for government departments. And I kind of found myself on this journey. I think it was one rainy day. I was ended up watching like a Brendan Bouchard video or something like that. And I figured out that a lot of the skills that I had around um, learning and development, adult learning, all really lent itself to helping people create online businesses, helping people create um, products and coaching programs and all of that stuff. And so I built a agency, long story short, I ended up building an agency whilst I was still working my day job and I had two kids by that time Uh and um, ended up um, uh, finding clients and working with clients to help them create an online business and I did that for about four years solid but I really did start out building that business whilst I was working full-time so really now what I'm doing is really showing and telling my clients exactly how to do it and not and especially people who are busy like myself. I think it works. I think a lot of the work that I do applies to everyone, but more so in the sense, especially for women who are trying to juggle all the things, you know, like I'm already tired when I get home from work and I'm already doing 101 different things. I've got to go to soccer practice with, you know, my kids, you know, all of that stuff. So how is it that we kind of build that into our lives, build our businesses and build it into our lives? And really that's how I've come to, be a coach and a mentor, kind of a consultant as well to my clients to help them get them going. So yeah, that's my, that's my journey. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to tell you a little bit about my journey because it's my show and I'm allowed. So, um, but, 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 but I also think, and see, we have a lot of fun here at Business Creators Radio, as, as our listeners know. And I also want to, um, and I also want to share this because I think it ties into perhaps some of the pain points that you see from some of your own folks, and maybe we can create some solutions in the remainder of our time here together. See, I, um, I went to, after I uh, did my undergrad, I, I uh, you know, found myself deciding I didn't want to be the thing I studied for. I had a few really awful crap jobs. In fact, one of them was so bad that I celebrate the day that I was fired from it as my second birthday and literally wrote that in a chapter of a book that became an international Amazon bestseller, and I hope they read it. But anyway, um, anyway, uh, it all came together for me a few months later. I went to MBA school, and at the same time I went to MBA school, I took on a new temp assignment where I ended up, ended up becoming friends with somebody who's very highly placed in HR, um, and he and I connected and had a rapport. And so a few months later, he went and became the HR director for one of that company's subsidiaries, and he brought me with him. So at the same time I'm in my MBA program, I'm working for this company in a job that's actually related to what I was studying in my MBA program, and they were uh-huh. right across the street from each other. You couldn't have asked uh-huh. for anything better. Oh so my God. I I do my MBA, I graduate, I do the usual networking job search, put together my portfolio and all that. And I didn't land any Fortune 500 training and development gigs, which was my stated goal. But I did have a couple of companies that liked what I had to say so much that they weren't officially hiring, but they were willing to create positions for me. Now I turned them down and here's what happened. Uh, Right around that time, because I really wanted to get deeper into the work, uh, another mentor of mine had, in his circle of life, started his own consulting firm, a training and development firm, and he needed somebody to come in on a freelance basis and guide him through a lot of things that were relevant to what I wanted to do. So I said, hell yes to that. Thus, my Mm -hmm. side hustle was born. Mm -hmm. And I liked the side hustle so much that I caught the entrepreneurial bug. So for two years... And I think this might be relevant to folks who have side hustles or trying to find their way through. I juggled between doing the side hustle and staying in this company that I had worked at for two years. It overall gone pretty good. And uh, and at the other company, um, at the company where I was working my day job, uh, I not long after that got promoted, but into a different department. 
And that work was actually a step away from what I thought it was my career trajectory, but it was a, a bit more money and it gave me some better exposure to people hiring the organization. So I viewed it as a positive career move. And anyway, I had the side hustle. I was probably just going to do that eventually anyway. But yeah. for two years, two years, I kind of went back and forth. Which one's it going to be? Which one's it going to be? Mm. And then um, through a series of events that I'm not going to relay here, I found out that basically my boss's boss, and I'm just going to come out and say it was an obtuse fucking moron, and I hope she's listening, um, who was completely out of touch, came up with ridiculous ideas. And uh, one of which was, is that uh, she actually told me that there was no way I was ever going to get another promotion in the company. So what was that going to do? Was that going to tell, say, have me say, Hey, you know what? I really need to look at myself and see where my life is going and maybe make some changes because I really do want to be promoted. And I want to be the type of person that, that bosses, bosses love. And I said, no, here's what's going to happen. (laughs) I, um, since, since she kept telling me that my immediate supervisor, who was her direct report, was telling her that I was making inconsistent errors in my work. But then when I went to him, he wouldn't tell me what those errors were. I said, you know what? Since nobody's telling me what these errors are, as far as I'm concerned, I'm doing a perfect job here because you're not telling me otherwise. And besides, I'm not hearing anything that is uh, either above, beyond, outside, or below my job description. So here's what happened. Here's what happened, Janet. I became very familiar with my job description. I point, I printed it out. It became one of those things that sat in my desk drawer that because it got looked at frequently, see, was one of those documents that actually got tears and wrinkles and coffee stains on it. And my job was from 8 to 4.30. I showed up at 8 o'clock. I left at 4.30. I took my hour for lunch. I took my two 15-minute breaks. And anytime I felt like I was being stretched, I checked that job description to make sure that that, that bullet point was or wasn't on there. So yeah. I gave them the value that they were paying for. So I wasn't slacking. I wasn't mm-hmm. showing short-timers disease. I gave them what they paid for, not a penny more. And yeah. because at that point, I made the decision the side hustle was coming. Now I yes. still sat there. Now I still sat there for another eight months, and I'm going to bring this to the key point. I think this is going to be a great jumping-off point for our conversation right now. The reason I ended up being in that situation for about two years and eight months altogether, when I know now, looking back, that I could have basically made the jump in about eight weeks. You know, mm-hmm. when I look at it, is simply because I didn't know what I didn't know, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what questions to ask. Let me just bring one more element into this to bring this in short relief. One of my clients in my side hustle, when I told him about the challenges I was having in my day job, he said, dude, here's what you do. Uh, And I I told him this on a Friday. He said, on Monday, you give him your notice. Two weeks, four weeks, whatever you feel is appropriate. You send me a copy of that notice so that I know it was handed in. And when you get home on Monday, you're going to find $5,000 sitting in your PayPal from me. Not alone, (laughs) not alone, not something that has strings attached. It's a gift because I recognize that the sooner you can get the hell out of that job and do this business full time, the sooner that you and I are going to do a lot more great things today. So I'm using, using, viewing that $5,000 as an, as an investment in my own business, but you're going to benefit from it. And I turned him down because I simply had no frame of reference that was possible. Meanwhile, I found out the experience. I actually needed a lot less than $5,000, but I didn't find that out until later. So here's the question. And I, and I set this up. I was thinking about this before I brought you on the line. Um, <laughs> so good. If somebody came to one of your clients, maybe one of their own clients, maybe a benefactor, mm. Who said to them pretty much those exact words to say, look, I see you're doing this side hustle. I see you want to get out of this job. I want to make it happen. I'm going to give you $5,000. The only thing I ask for is your personal loyalty. And they didn't know how to handle that. And they didn't know what to do with that $5,000. Let me turn it over to you. What do you say? Oh, my goodness. Do it. Absolutely. Because, because the one thing that I always stress and thank you so much for sharing a story because I just, I'm like nodding here, like, "Mm -hmm. yes. Uh Oh my God. Yeah. I completely get it. Because, um, I say this to my clients. If, if the only thing that you need 
to move your business forward if it's still in that idea phase or anything like that is for someone to pay you for your services to pay you or for even if it's a coaching service even if it's a done for you service you need that validation from someone value <laughs> validation that you and that gives you almost the 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 path that you're on the right track everything after that is just about refining and about tweaking it to make sure that it's just just right but if someone were to give one of my clients and say and say those exact words oh my goodness yes hand your notice in if you haven't had it in i will be like there's a whole heap of other mindset things going on there yeah then we're questioning well well do you really want it is it is it something that you want are you then going down a path of thinking that it's it's safer to be obviously it is safer to be in your day job you don't really want to leave then you're just kind of saying it or it's just quite comfortable so um so yes i think it's 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 one of those things that um when it comes to crunch time that people kind of freak out like oh my god I've really got to hand it in. So, well, yeah, so that's the whole reason that you're, you know, uh, that you're doing this, right? Like, because you yeah. want to leave your day job. It's not because uh-huh. you just, it's a, a dream, like, oh, one day and it never turns up. Uh-huh. Like, like, no, you're doing this so that you can have the freedom that you want, you know? And I think people forget that sometimes. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, we all do. We all kind of get misaligned with our own goals and kind of forget things oh yeah no, this, this is why i'm doing it you know so um yeah it's really important to keep that in focus and coming back to my story when i was working a day job at this job that i was in was a contract role and it was a maternity leave for someone else so i really had and this is once the agency was kind of getting off the ground i really had a short runway i had like eight months and so I knew when I was going into that role, and I was very much like you. I turned up at, at eight thirty. I left at four thirty. Right. I was, I took my lunch. Like even on my in my um on my breaks on my like one hour break, I was doing sales calls with people. Like I was yep. really like, I was like I had to. I had seven months of being in this job, and then after that, I needed to have enough money or something to pay my mortgage, you know, like I still needed to keep the lights on and look after my kids and all of that stuff. So, um, so it was really important for me. And I think, and I, one thing I do say to my clients as well, and I say to your audience, like if you are in that place, give yourself a, a, a time frame because there's nothing worse than saying, Oh yeah, I'm going to do it one day. Yeah. You know, and if you really are going to do it one day, then eh, the likelihood of that happening is a lot lower. But if you right. say like in the next six months, this has to have happened or in the next uh, nine months, I have to have done X, Y, Z. I have yeah. to have either brought on or worked with three new clients, you know, like, or otherwise it just becomes a dream and you're just wishing and hoping for something to happen. And then it just life gets in the way and all of that stuff so having a time frame around it really helps so yeah i can resonate with your story and relate yeah. to it there as well I, yeah and, and you know i think part of the reason it took two years and eight months notice that the eight months kicked in once i made a definite decision and i looked mm-hmm. at oh, i'm being i'm being told that i'm not going to be promoted in this company unless i unless i change myself to conform with some morons expectations well to hell with that straight to hell with that i'm uh, i'm gonna I'm going to do what I need to do to make this side hustle happen and turn into a not a side hustle. And, and this may be somewhat inspirational to somebody who's listening. So I'm just going to share it. When the time did come for me to give my notice, when uh, I checked off all the boxes of all the things I felt I needed to accomplish before I made this jump, there were a bunch of things and I got them all done. And I, um, and I, you know, I, I went to my supervisor and said, Hey, uh, sometime, sometime today, uh, do we have five minutes for a private chat? And, uh, you know, he said, sure. And then, you know, a little bit later on, he said, all right, let's go. Let's have the chat. As soon as we got in the room and the door was closed, he said, let me guess, your business is ready to go. I said, yep. So the point point being is 
in that subsequent conversation, he even said that he knew that that was something I really wanted, something I was working very hard on pretty much all my off hours for a very long time. He'd been expecting it. He had wished I would stay. Uh, he had hoped that he could have more time with me and we could have done some things together. But he also saw that this was really my brilliance and passion and it was very important that I needed to do it. So this was yeah. somebody who's going to be immediately affected by my departure and he was supportive of it. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so, so my point in that is even when you think that people may be rooting against you, you may have cheerleaders and supporters who either just aren't saying it or maybe aren't in a position to say it but they are yes, rooting for yeah. you. Yes. And that's so interesting that you bring that up. Yesterday I had a call with a client and she was like, Oh my goodness. I don't know what, what's my, so it's a new client. And what's, what are my colleagues going to say at work? Oh, I know my, my parents know or my family know, but I haven't really shared too much about the work that I do and everything. And, and what I'm really passionate about, you know, when you talk to it, you talk to someone and they, that the whole phone lights up like you can just feel their energy down the phone she was so excited but then when she was talking about her her um employer and her, the employees and the team that she manages and if they find out she was concerned about that and i said that well if they if they know just as long as it's okay in your contract and nothing like it's all legal and fine then you're completely fine. And they are more than like, they find out they can be like, oh, wow, I wish that I could do that. I would love to do that. Guaranteed. I was like, I can bet a hundred dollars that that is exactly what's going to be said. No one is saying and looking at you or maybe thinking, oh my God, who is she? Like, it's just, it's so in our head sometimes that we just can't see past it. And no one thinks that if that's what you want to do and you want to, you know, go out, go after what you want as i always say no, it has nothing to do any even if they do it has completely nothing to do with anyone else it's your goal it's your dream your freedom your life you go after it don't worry about what anyone else thinks thinks it's not their business so um yeah, so yeah. okay so um Let's say, and I, and I love this analogy. So, in you know, in the half hour we have left here, um, I was thinking we could just try and follow it. Uh, yeah. Somebody's okay. So, somebody is handed the five thousand dollars. It's a gift, no yeah. strings attached. I just want your personal loyalty, and I'm doing this because it's going to free you up so we can spend more time working together. Is what this loving client says to you when they just give you that five thousand dollar gift. So, mm -hmm. how are you going to spend it? Because now, yeah. now you're now you're giving your notice at your job. The side hustle becomes your main thing, and that five thousand dollars can be rocket fuel. They can get you making a lot more than five thousand dollars if you allocate it properly. What are we doing with mm. it? Yeah. So I would say put fifty percent of that away for um, put it away for your you know put it in a fund or a savings so that goes towards you know your living expenses. Right. Another. Um, ten percent of that to the side, just in case you need it for taxes. You know, we're taking care of the things that yep. really are needed: your own money and then your taxes. So putting those to the side, whatever that percentage is for you, and then the rest of what's left is then used for you to reinvest back into your business. So you right. can use that to to either get some and being very very calculated about this and i think at the very beginning when you do start earning money and i fell into this trap as well earning money at the very beginning you like you put away the portion what it is that you need to great fine and then end up putting almost every single thing back into it but not choosing the right things to help move you forward it may be in and i've seen this and i did this before buying a a Pinterest course and buying a something something course and all of this stuff and actually you need to be very very clear and very strategic about what that is and so if you are and you do have that money honestly I always say to my clients I'm like oh my god I wish you found me earlier because the things that they have done they've ended up buying a lot of programs and courses and all of that stuff and I believe that getting mentoring even if it's just like you have an hour session with someone or you have the time to sit with someone and actually make a plan and then about what you want to do and your goals and how you see the rest of your business is way more valuable than you'll get out of 
any form of online um, digital course or coach uh, uh, program that you'll do on your own. You really need someone by your side. For example, if you are a startup and if you are a, um, you're going to build an app or something like that, it hands down the people who have, who are, you know, the co-founders or founders of that app are not just going out there willy-nilly. Like they're not just, oh yeah, I'm just going to start it and uh, get no direction at all. Like it just doesn't work like the business doesn't work like that. They go and find the right people who have either been, have done it before them, who have kind of forged away similar to what they're doing, find the right mentors to be able to talk to one-on-one to be able to get that guidance. And I think it's so important and you've got to treat your business the same, you know, apply those same strategies um, to strategies that you've learned in the corporate world to your business because they work rinse and repeat every single time so you know you still got to think about it that way i think it's so important so that's what i would say take some of that money go and invest it in some mentoring or some coaching and some Mm -hmm. guidance go and pay someone pay them don't just do a free coffee chat oh yes thank you thank you thank you yes pay them Tell them, like, if they say, oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry. You can, you can just have a coffee. But no, no, no. Give me your email address. I will send it to your PayPal account. I want to pay for this session because you don't, you want to value their time and you don't want them, you don't want to feel like a burden to someone, you know, the free coffee chats are always the worst anyway, but de- definitely it has to be paid um, and get their insights, get, you know, if it's coaching, if it's mentoring, where they're telling you what they did to kind of get ahead and they're kind of giving you some, um, contacts or something great it's so important i'm sure you feel exactly the same yes i do yes i do and um you know it's uh, i i figure I'll, I'll share just uh maybe one minute of this I remember when i said when i got to the point where i realized i was going in the direction of having my own business and mm-hmm. i realized i needed about between six to eight months to get it happen happening mm-hmm. here are some of the things i did uh i yeah. took on another client even though it stretched me to the limit but mm-hmm. it would be great to be making a jump with three instead of two, because at the time I had mm-hmm. two clients. Make it yeah. three. Um, at least I know that I have at least three invoices getting paid on at least monthly, so I'm mm-hmm. on a roll. After yeah. that, I stopped taking days off and I canceled my vacation. The reason being mm-hmm. is I knew that in that amount of time, that allowing for maybe two or three sick days if that happened, I mm-hmm. would max out my PTO or paid time off bank which would be paid out to me in a, me in a lump sum when I quit, which meant Ooh. that I took that PTO money and divided it by four and took a quarter of that every two weeks. That would be like me continuing to get my paycheck for another two months. Yeah. So, that, so, that, so that allowed for any delays with, uh, with the increase in my financial situation. So I could spend those two weeks. Now that I have, you know, I have what most people dream of, which is half the day to just spend on marketing. So I knew mm. I'd have that. And, but in the meantime, I'd have my exact current lifestyle for two months. Yeah. That was helpful. That's great. Another thing, yeah. I did is, another thing I did is that company, um, uh, which was overall a good company. I just happened to get a really bad boss's boss at that point was mm. um, they had really generous matching programs. Uh, if you took, you know, uh, if you took yeah. advantage of their investment programs, I mm-hmm. maxed out to get every dime I could. Because I knew mm-hmm. that once I made the jump, I might not be able to contribute much for a little bit. But at least I'd be, I'd have something there until I could really get into it again. Yes. Um, I paid off my car note a year and a half early. I made mm-hmm. double, sometimes triple payments. And I put off getting my own place to live. Um, I could stay there and they recognized it'd really be no problem at all because um, I had a bedroom in an office on the upper level. Uh, my mm-hmm. sister had already moved out and I wasn't going to be there except mostly at nights and a little bit on weekends because between work and working on my business, uh, there wasn't going to be much of me there. So I was basically almost a phantom. The, yes. only thing, the only thing I had to do is I had to explain to my mother over and over again to stop calling me during the day, asking me for what I wanted for dinner because I wasn't going to be there anyway. <laughs> I wasn't going to be there anyway. It was, it was their house. They could make whatever the hell they wanted. And if I didn't like it, I was a big boy and I could make my own. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you had to deal, I had to deal with a little bit of that too. It's kind of humorous in retrospect. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I would, after, after my day job and uh, then, you know, maybe going to the gym or maybe, uh, you know, doing something else, I'd 
get home to my parents' place. And the first thing my mother would say is, I called you and you didn't call back. I said, yeah, because you're asking what I wanted for dinner. And I've already told you I'll never call you back because uh, uh, you, need, you need to live on your own. Now, my parents were, <laughs> I have a huge amount of, I, I tell this because we all have funny little stories about this. Uh, yeah. Oh know, my God, you're not yeah. alone in that thing that you may feel that, oh my God, this is so annoying, but I really shouldn't say it. I'll say it for you because we all deal with it. The point <laughs> being is my parents were very generous letting me live there uh, without even charging me rent. And the reason I did that instead of getting an apartment, which I easily could have afforded at that point, was that was money that could go straight into reinvesting to get my business going. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. was money that, that was time that I didn't have to spend on taking care of a place. Yes. So exactly. that was in that time could then go back into my business. So I could spend a good couple hours on working on that business every single night during the week and uh, put in what amounts to a work day on one of the weekend days. And I was yeah. able to keep that moving forward. I, not everybody has that benefit, but my point is look at the benefits you do have and take advantage right. of them. Now to, you know, to end the cliffhanger after I did jump, uh, made the side hustle by primary thing. I was out of their house so fast <laughs> that that by that uh, I mentioned that I was going to be moving out, which they were of course very happy because they were in their middle age and they were excited about uh, having the kids out of the nest and getting on to the next phase yeah. of their lives. I was like, yeah. "All right, let's do this." Okay, and so by, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and by and by the time and Limp, to give you an idea of how fast I was moving, by the time my dad got around to wanting to have a conversation with me to review my options and try and persuade <laughs> me that what I should really do is buy a house nearby, even although I was thinking is, you know, in five years, I'm gonna be living in another time zone. Anyway, I'm not buying the damn thing. Plus, I don't want to <laughs> deal with it when the water heater breaks. By the time he got to that conversation, my answer was is, you know, I pretty much picked an apartment I want to rent, but I would be so honored since you have 30 years of experience with this. I want to meet with the landlord a second time. I'd like you to come with me and check out the place. I think it's great, but you might see something I missed. And that was my way of getting him off my back and getting his buy-in. Yeah, yeah. And about three days later, I'd signed the lease, and uh, boy, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. But the point, oh, being, you out there. the point being is, is, uh, is take advantage of the opportunities that you have and recognize yeah. that there are some little griefy sort of things you might have to deal with. Just, uh, you know, you know. Just deal with it and, and think about the brass ring, which is you're going to have a business. You're going to have mm -hmm. your freedom. I put off having my own place for two years in the name of having a lifestyle where I can live and do wherever the hell I want. I mean, I live in Las Vegas right now. If I decide I want to live in Montana, um, mm -hmm. I could theoretically be on my way tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said is so, so important. Like, and people forget, and even, you know, clients I work with people in my community forget that they have these opportunities available to them, you know, and the, you know, investment matching or here in Australia, we have superannuation, I would say, which is a goes an employer pays a part of your, um, like your pension, so to speak. And then um, you can match it as well if you want to. So you can do extra contributions. And I say, can you do an extra bit of that? Because there's going to be a period when you're first starting where you may not be able to add, you know, your own contributions to that. So can you do a little bit more there? You know, stuff like that. And also when I was um, working my uh, day job and, you know, working my side hustle as well, I would bring on a client. So the way in which I kind of got around having to bring on too many clients as I got um, more experience. So I had my first client, I think I charged something crazy, like, I don't know, $500 for the course creation job or something crazy like that. And then realized, oh, wait a minute, this is just, this is way more than it needs to be. Then I increased it by a thousand. Next client that came on, I increased it again by a thousand. So then that way I didn't, I was always working with about two clients. I was yeah. never more than that. And it meant that I didn't have to overgive because I had to be mindful of my time and how I, you know, show up for my family as well. Still need to be there for my kids. I wasn't bringing on too many clients, but I was getting more experience. That's what I was doing. I was building up a system, processes, all of that stuff. So then it meant that I didn't have to uh, bring on too many. So that's also one of my tips to my clients and tips to your audience as well. Like if you are um, and you feel confident in what you're doing and you're delivering on your word, that is just so important to deliver on your word and the yeah. 
work that you do because that is like gold people will hold on to that and you do a great job for them and you show up and you and you deliver on what you said that it just speaks volumes like it just like it's like marketing for itself like people just refer you to other people so very very important quality so make sure that you do those things and if you can increase your rates over time and get more confident with it and it's it's a great way to um still stay in your job for the time being but then obviously not work yourself to the crazy bone where you feel yeah. like you're completely burning out you, you heard me you heard me say i had two clients and part of my and part of my get out of jail plan was to only add one more just so that I have three. that's right yeah that's i didn't right. i didn't go thinking i'm gonna go get 20 I'm thinking mm. I have, a, I have, and I, and I went through some of the financial steps I went through to get myself ready for that move. And mm. I thought, I'm not going to, I'm not going to run myself into the freaking grave here. Uh, and I'm not yeah. going to drop dead before I have a chance to enjoy this. I'm going to take mm. on one more client because that'll that's get right. me this additional revenue. That's really going to make the pie a little bit nicer. And I know that when I make the move that let's say the day after I quit my job and start the business full time, my top client drops off. Well, I still have two others, so there's still some money coming in. Exactly. And, and, exactly and, right. and, and, and you know, you know, per, you know, clients can drop off, and sometimes that has nothing to do with their happiness with you. Sometimes it's a matter that they themselves die or they shut down their business or yeah. they decide that they need to, you know, nothing personal, but they need to invest in a different direction. A lot of things exactly. can happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So many things. And it's just good to have those options and you're not putting all your eggs in one basket, just, you know, reliant on those, um, you know, those two clients. So I think you, oh, you did great. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you another thing that's, I'll tell you another thing that's really great about side hustling is, uh, you know, if you're, you're doing it because you're thinking about, you want to be in business full time, it gives you the chance to test actually mm. doing that with a few people. Mm. And if, uh, if, and if you really like what you're doing, you know that you might be able to head down a different path. But it turns yes. out that you don't actually like the work, then it's much easier to inform a couple people you're doing freelance work for that, nah, I'm just going to stick with my job. Yeah, exactly. Then the shutter of business. Yes, exactly right. And I think it's so good to, to test it out and kind of test your, test whether you actually want this. Like it may seem great, and it may seem like something, oh, amazing. But some people just aren't great with client management, you know, like, because it, it really, it, even if you're a, you know, consultant or, or you're running an agency, like there's still a whole heap of client management involved, managing a team, managing others. Some people just don't want to do that and just don't like it. And that's completely cool. So I think it's good to, you know, give it like that, that trial run for a little bit and, see if it does fit you know put some you know like you're trying on new clothes and try it on like oh this one doesn't fit right put it down put something else on and and see and go down a different path and see whether it works for you and if it doesn't then it doesn't and that's completely fine there's so many people that i've known over the years who i have who i knew when i first started out um, in business who um, who did start out doing you know uh, coaching or um, service delivery work or something along those lines and I caught up with a chick not long ago and she's working for she's a director of I can't remember the organization but heads up she's the director of the marketing department and I was like oh my goodness that's fantastic and she's absolutely loving it and she's you know got a big team under her and the thing that she's learned that she learned from like the five years of trying to build her online business is all of the marketing strategies, all of the stuff that she had learned to uh -huh. build her business. She is applying to this organization and to, and getting her team to do it. She's like, it's great now because I have a massive budget <laughs> to be able to yeah. do it and I can help, you know, I can really help. And so it's, it's so interesting how people's paths change. And so I just, yeah. So I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I can't remember where I was going with that, but, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, the idea, I think what I was picking up is no matter what the experience turns out to be, it brings benefits and gifts to you if you know how to receive them. And, you know, I, and I had a client in my consulting business. Um, she, um, she uh, sold lingerie. Actually, she, that, that was her thing. At the same time, she was an executive actually in some major international corporation that did something. I'm not going to say what it is because I want to keep her anonymous. The reason she had to shut down 
the side hustle, um, and that side hustle actually had a brand around it. She had gotten major media interviews and everything else, mm. but she had to stop it because the uh, the senior management of the organization, somebody had come to her and said, we know what you're doing, and if you want this promotion, uh, you have to stop doing it mm. because it would create a conflict of, of – uh, mission and vision with what we're doing here your choice but you got to decide and she thought about it and decided she just wanted to take the next step with the company so all that mm. stuff had to be taken down and I really felt bad because it, it was just the point where we were really getting somewhere with her and she was a lot of fun to work with I wish yeah. her well I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I felt I kind of felt sad about that but and uh, because she really was enjoying the work she was doing with the with the, the online lingerie mm. business but yeah. uh, you know but uh, she was presented with, I guess, a couple of really great options and yeah, had to decide yeah. which one had just a little bit more greatness for her. But yes, think, but think yeah. about what she gathered by building a successful side hustle that was yeah. a, a, a five-figure annual business, which uh, wow. a lot of side hustlers would only dream of. I mean, that's, she was making enough off her side hustle. She could have lived off it just as it was. And wow. to have the option of there being something even better that she would turn that off. But think about mm. the experience of, you know, being an executive, managing projects, uh, bringing teams together, um, handling everything from customer acquisition to customer retention to mm -hmm. product fulfillment to vendor relationships that is going to be a huge benefit to her ongoing with her career path. Yeah. Absolutely. It just, it just lends itself so well. And I think that it's so funny because when you're in the thick of learning something new, you almost don't value or you don't see the value in what you're learning as much. It's only when you kind of come a step, take a step back that you realize, oh my goodness, I know so much. You know, the other day I was having yeah. to explain to my husband about Facebook ads Now he has, he has, he still doesn't quite get what I do. <laughs> which right. is completely fine um but he said oh, i was on this website the other day and now they're following me on facebook and i was trying to explain to him how it works and you know i think i was going into a little bit too much detail so like, oh right it's like you know a lot about this i'm like yeah of course i do how else do you think i'm <laughs> able to make money like this is how it works like, oh so you do this as well i'm like Yes, I do this as well. Oh my goodness, it was hilarious. It's quite an interesting conversation. So you, yeah. you see that you know so much about you know, marketing and business and you do eventually down the track as well. Um, but when you're having to explain to others or to family members, they completely look at you as if you've got five heads. Like what? Well, you know? <laughs> I, I, I can give you about 90 seconds on that. I, um, I, would, uh, I would have... Uh, I, Sometimes they would ask me questions and I would think that they were asking serious questions, but really they were just leading up to a punchline of, oh, you're a porn webmaster, aren't you? Oh my God. And really? it was that same stupid Honestly. punchline over and over again. And then you get, and then you get the, um, the relative you see once every four years who really doesn't understand anything, but they want to mm -hmm. ask you 50 questions about it when you're really, tr on, on those rare occasions, you're really trying not to think about it. And it's a yeah. giant interrogation. They don't understand. And they don't really care anyway. They're just going through the motions of acting like they care because mm -hmm. they've been programmed. That's what they're supposed to do. So, um, and with that and with other social situations, I found a pretty effective way of uh, addressing that. I've, I can say, you know, look, right now I'm just, you know, enjoying this gathering. Uh, that's something that I, that I do when I'm in work mode. Right now I'm not in work mode. If you're mm -hmm. actually interested in discovering more about this, why don't we set up a time, uh, we'll make an appointment, and we'll have a separate conversation about it when we're in work mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so if they, so if they, uh, so the question is, is this something you're actually interested in or are you just making conversation because you feel you need to? Uh, yeah. Either way, I don't want to discuss it now. Yeah. But, oh, but, but what that does is it allows for any great opportunities to still get captured while mm -hmm. getting rid of all that annoying stuff. Because I mean, oh, how, many goodness, yeah. how many times did I have to deal with people actually acting like they were seriously interested in how shopping carts work and, and mm. how, and how to do and how to close prospects by asking a series of questions on the call and everything else only mm. to only to have them say, well, was she good? Oh my God. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Oh, so frustrating. Oh yeah. my goodness. I completely hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So I about- had those as well. Yeah. yeah, so we have uh, 10 minutes left here, um, and I do want to ask one very important question. This is something that I know is within your, within your coaching, within your teaching, and I think mm. it would be a great way to give our listeners something actionable they can work on right now. Um, yeah. You share with people that when they're working on their side hustle and they got all the other stuff going on, that they can effectively build their business by spending just 20 minutes a day there. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. What does that look like? Because I don't remember it being 20 minutes a day. I remember it being like two hours after dinner every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be. It can be. But the thing is that everyone has 20 minutes, especially for women. So maybe speaking to your females in your audience here. We have a lot of so, them. So. so, yeah. So for us ladies who are doing all, all the things and also to the guys as well, doing all the things, running around and then, you know, pick the kids up from school or you pick up from daycare or do whatever you need to in after school activities, etc., etc. Dinner's done, dishwasher's on, kids are in bed. Woo, you finally get time to sit down. Sometimes the last thing that you want to do is even think about your business. Right? Uh-huh. It's just that, that feeling like I can't even go there. I've got a headache. I really just want to put on my favorite Netflix show. Before you even do that, oh my goodness, before you do that, get up, go and get a glass of water, just have a stretch, do something. You're going to set the timer on your phone. You're going to give yourself 20 minutes to reach out to as many people as you can to either get new clients, to either collaborate, or to find out about your potential ideal clients or whatever, if you're even earlier stages of business. 20 minutes guaranteed you will use that 20 minutes don't use it to scroll on facebook or instagram or watch a youtube video use that 20 minutes for the days when you are feeling completely exhausted just to do one of those three things and you'll be surprised if you give yourself you know if you did that for five days you know consistent consistently or even if you do that just a couple of days in the week and then another day you work for one or two hours you'll be surprised at how much you can get done and you won't get caught down the rabbit hole. And I say that people should do that on their phone because if they do it at their desk, it's so much easier to get distracted. Yes. It's so much easier to kind of like, oh, let me just check. Before you open, before you know it, you've got like six Google Chrome tabs open. And you're like, uh-huh. oh no, that's not good. But if you do it on your phone, you're way more restricted. You're not going to open up any of those other three sites that I mentioned. You're just going to open up your email and you're going to go through your email. Like, who can I contact? Go through your contacts. Who haven't I reached out to? Who haven't I told about my business? Who may know someone who knows someone? Like, you're just, all you have to do is ask. I asked um, a client the other day. I said, hey, I'm, I'm, which I'm launching my new program. I'm relaunching my program again, Your Next Step. And I said to her, hey, do you know anyone that would be great for the program? She's like, oh my God, yes. I know three people, three people. So she gave me the contacts of three people and I connected with them straight away. You know, so don't underestimate the power of reaching out and connecting with people. Just because you started your business doesn't mean that they're going to come to you and be like, hey, I'm ready to work with you. No, no, you need to actively go and find them. (laughs) Like it's just how it is. So spend 20 minutes a day doing it. That's I, it, everything that I believe in starts with that. And then from there, you can, you gain momentum. You start getting some traction. You're like, oh, okay, I'm moving forward. But for the days when you feel like, oh, it's never going to happen, you know, yeah. use 20 minutes. Everyone has 20 minutes. We all have 20 minutes. We waste doing nothing. So use it wisely. Yeah, and, there, and there's also, uh, you know, as you say, use it wisely. Uh, and I, and I, uh, I personally hate my smartphone. I wish I didn't have to have one. But, uh, mm. but I, I mean, I, the only thing I use it for is when I'm not at home and I'm out somewhere and uh, I have an opportunity to catch up on some reading. That's about what I use it for. Mm. I don't actually use it as a phone. I don't give out the number and I don't respond to texts. Mm, yes, yeah. Because, because yeah. I've told them, I've told everybody, including family, if you want to reach me, you got to go through the other channels. So mm. you want to, yeah. you know, whatever. But anyway, um, 
That being said, think about those things that increase your productivity and think about what you're doing. And there are many things you can do within those 20 minutes in this outreach you're doing. And there are different mm -hmm. tactics, like there's the tactic of uh, reaching out to 20 people and saying, hey, I have this new business I'm starting and I just mm -hmm. want to run it by you and get your thoughts. That can lead to clients. And there are other strategies yeah. like it. Um, so it's a matter of what messaging you're doing. So in 20 minutes, you could send out, you could uh, basically copy paste and just change the, like the first name on. Ooh, yeah, yeah, um, that's right. 50 of those messages, the 50 contacts, ask them literally the exact same thing. They're not all huddling with each other and gossiping about the fact you asked them the same thing, believe me. And uh, you may find within an hour's time, you have like 20 people who would say, yeah, sure, I got 15 minutes for you. When do you want to do it? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, and then that happens to my clients. They're like, oh, my God, I got a response. I'm like, of course you got a response. You you've, said, got, you've, you got a, you've got to phrase you it said, properly. Yeah, you come yeah, to exactly. and say, hey, hey I, have this, I have this gig, and I want to see if you'd be interested. Well, of course, they're already not interested. You're trying to sell them. But exactly. if you create exactly. a sense of inclusion, that's why I use that as just one example, all you're doing is running it by them. And they that's may right. give you advice on it. They may say, hey, I know somebody who needs us. Uh, they may yeah. say, well, you know what? I've been thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. All kinds of or things can happen. So many options. Exactly right. Or they may say, oh, yeah, you should speak to this person. Oh, I spoke to someone else recently and who had a similar problem. Like, it's just, I think yeah. we get, uh, what happens is, you know, my potential clients or your community maybe, they get, get, we get so caught up in our own heads that we forget that the reason that we're building the business is also to help someone else who has that problem yes so you need to go and find them that you've got a solution to help them they've Precisely. got a problem like you've got to go and find them and help them out because they're struggling right now and you could be the answer to their prayers Right. So I know you have a bit more to say on the idea of uh, uh, doing this thing known as build yo biz on 20 minutes a day. And <laughs> yeah. uh, you have some specific tactics around that. That's why I ended on that question. And mm. I know that you have a little something for our listeners. And since we're here at the top, I wanted to turn the floor over to you for just one more minute and tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yes. So I have as a free guide. It's uh, three strategies, very similar to what I talked about um, just now, but it goes into it in a little bit more detail. Um, and you can go and get that if you want to. And I've put a, a great link together for your community. You can go and get that at JanetCapadar.com forward slash bcr and um it's you'll find a page there with some other links and resources and a roadmap as well so you can figure out where you are on your on your journey and where what's the next impactful step for you so um so yeah you can go and get that over there but yeah this guide is fantastic and it's and it's so interesting a lot of my people who downloaded it like oh my god yes yeah you know it's just those reminders those short great reminders for you and they're intentional and you can take action with it every single day so go ahead absolutely and okay so um we are actually uh, at the end of our time here so janet Cafadar, i want to thank you so much for being with us today it's been an honor and an education Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I loved it. Thank you. You bet. Yeah, for everybody listening, we trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. And if you like this one while you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.